Let me ask this question. How many things since the hurricane that, that you notice that we take for granted every single day of your life? You know, I want, listen, I want you just to think about something for a second, right? All right, let's quiet down, please. I want you to think about something, all right? Because I think that sometimes, you know, we don't look at the big picture. We don't look to see how grateful we are for what God gives us every single day of our lives. You know, tonight we didn't have drink, sodas, because we didn't have no power to the church. Because the gas, the um, food still had no ice in it. You know, these are things that we take for granted every single day of our lives. And you know what I think sometimes? It goes back to even our relationship with Jesus Christ. We take what God has given us for granted every single day of our lives. Because everything that we have is a gift from God. There's nothing in this world that you have that you can honestly say is not from God. Because you know why? Every dollar that your parents make to buy you anything is a gift from God. The things that you have, God has put in these people's minds to build these things. So it all comes back to God. You see, we need to recognize that without God, nothing is possible. Without God, nothing exists. And we have to be thankful. And this is what Paul is saying in 1 Thessalonians. You know, we always talk about, in our lives, we talk about wanting to know the will of God, right? How many of you ever, want, you ever heard that you want to know the will of God for your life, right? Right? I want to read something for you from 1 Thessalonians. And it starts at verse 5, I mean, it starts for, uh, chapter 5, verse 12, and it says this. Now we ask you, brothers, to give recognition to those who labor among you and lead you in the Lord and among you. And to regard them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves, and we exhort you, brothers, warn those who are irresponsible. Comfort, discourage, help the weak, and be patient with everyone. See to it, no one repays evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good for another and for all. Verse 16 says, rejoice always. Pray constantly. Give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, some things that Hurricane Matthew has taught us is that in times like this, either the good comes out of people or the bad comes out of people. Think about the day after the storm, where people had to go to the gas station and wait. Some people waited two and a half to three hours just to get gas for their cars because they heard that there was a gas shortage. When really, in actuality, they always tell you before a storm, you go supposed to fill up your car up with gas. Don't wait till after the storm to fill your car up. But because, you know, us in Nassau, we think sometimes, I think that we think that no storm is going to hit Nassau. You know, we just don't think it's going to happen in Nassau because for some reason God has a nice security around us that some reason it always goes to hit a Lutra or somewhere else. But it hit Nassau. And we saw how our people reacted. Right? I mean, you go, if I praise the Lord, I filled up my car before I didn't have to go to the gas station. But let me tell you something the roads were crazy. The roads are still crazy without stoplights. There's no one on the roads that are like saying, okay, I'm going to be courteous and let you go. Everyone is thinking about who? 
themselves. Accidents are happening because no one cares. Now, as a Christian, as a believer, it says in verse 15, he says this, See to it that no one repays evil to evil, evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good for one another and for all. What is that saying to us? That we are not supposed to what? If somebody's mean to us, how are we supposed to react? Are we supposed to just punch them back and knock their lights out? No, right? Someone said, yeah, right? That's how you're supposed to do it, right? You know, you think about it, right? I mean, let's be real. I remember at, it was about nine o'clock the day after the storm, my me and my dad came up this way to check on his store to do something. And I remember passing one of those gas stations, and I thought to myself, what in the world is going to happen here? I mean, there was, that was before they called police. People were outside their cars, like, ready to beat the mess out of anyone. I don't know how they actually got out of that gas station, because cars were coming from this way, cars were coming that way. The person who was to the pump, they couldn't go nowhere. The, the gas station wasn't even open yet. And I mean, people were just carrying on. You can imagine the language that was happening. People weren't thankful for what God had did. There were people who are still now down in the south of New Providence who had water in their house, and they, can't even, they couldn't even move. But us, who were fortunate that we could get out of our house, in fact, for me, I remember going to Popeye's that same day, and I remember being at there, and the people came to the door, you know, because us Bahamians, we got to get our chicken, we just hungry. You know, that's all we worry about. After the storm, we just want to get something to eat, be hungry. But I was hungry, I could tell you the truth. So the people told them at, at Popeye, they said, we open at 12 o'clock to the door, right? Well, 12 o'clock came, they didn't open. So these people outside who I was waiting with, they just started carrying on. Well, y'all say, I mean, you know, they're not thinking about other people. They're not thinking about people coming to work who had to leave their place where some in my area, I don't know if your area is like mine, I couldn't get out until people in the community came together to cut trees to get out. How many of y'all's areas like that? You couldn't get out until people in your community came out. So some of y'all were able just to come out, right? All right? But I was in an area where people had to come together to cut the tree in order to get out the area. You see, we need to understand that as, especially here, as you think of each other, we need to start looking out for one another. We need to not just think of ourselves and just think to ourselves, well, I'm going to look out for me. You know, that's one thing I can honestly say that being in Nassau compared to when I was in any of the family islands during the storms, because I was always in a storm where basically, you know, the eye would come over the place and, you know, devastation would hit. But it's something about island people that, you know, everyone just comes together because they're used to it. I think sometimes for us, especially if you're like me, we get so caught up in everything else because we only think of ourselves. Secondly, as we see in this chapter, it says something else. In verse 16, it says this, rejoice always. Wow. Now, let me ask a question. How many of us rejoice always? Y'all always rejoicing? All right, all right. Well, y'all better than me. All right? Y'all, that's two good fellas. They, 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 they better than me. Because I don't rejoice always. Because you know what happens? We sometimes look at our circumstances and we think to ourselves, I got it bad. But do you know that there are people all over the world that has it a lot worse than us? 
we start to look at our circumstances and think to ourselves, wow, we have it bad. You know, we have some shingles that blew off our roof. Or, you know, the car won't start now. My phone just died. You know, I got to go now to Wendy's down the road and get my surgery protector to plug it in so I can charge my phone because, you know, I just, I just can't live without my phone. I can't do it. Let me ask this question. All right? Do you think the people in Haiti really cared about a phone? I mean, hold on. Let me ask a question. Let me ask a question. How many of you saw pictures of Haiti compared to what we had here? And listen, listen, hold on. Listen to me, all right? I don't want to, I don't want to, because I, I think sometimes in the media, we're trying to downplay what happened to New Providence. New Providence got hit hard. I'm not saying that. But when you think of the lives that were taken, that were killed because of the storm, when you look at the mudslides and water, even today going into an orphanage, a wall just went through, and, and to think that they had an earthquake a couple of years ago, people are starving. How many of you ever, how many of you ever said in your life, I'm starving? I've said it. All right? But let me ask a question. Have any of you really starved? No. Listen, all right? Because I want us to really recognize and understand. Paul is telling the church at Thessalonica, rejoice always. And some virgins say, again, I say rejoice. Just in case you missed it the first time to rejoice, I'm going to say it again. Rejoice always. You see, we need to get a new perspective. I think that we need to not just come here tonight and just say, well, thank the Lord. And, and let's look at this. We have a place where we could come and have air conditioning and we could relax. And I'm sure, you know, for a lot of us, we were to the point when some of our power was out four, five, six days. We thought to ourselves, I'm going to die. Nine days, right? And some people are still without. All right? Listen. I heard, listen, I heard someone on the news today talking about it. Some things that we take for granted. All right, three things they said we take for granted. Power, water, and ice. All right, because listen. Listen, they were, they were trying, listen, they were trying to make the point to say this. You know, a lot of people drink lukewarm water or warm water, but it's something about a cold glass of water when you cannot have it, when you can't have it that we take for granted. So the question for us is this. Do we rejoice for what the Lord has given us? And then the last verse we're going to look at tonight is this. Give thanks in everything. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Let me read that again. Give thanks, not in some things, but give thanks in everything. Wow. Now, I don't know about you reading that verse, but that strikes me to the core. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I'm an ungrateful person. 
I'll be honest, I'm ungrateful. Because sometimes I look at others and I think to myself, why can I have that? Why can't I have that type of life? You know, I'm, I, I'm, I work in ministry and I think sometimes, why does someone over there who's doing what they want, they get everything that they want? How many of y'all are like that? You ever think that way and you see someone over here who's doing their own thing and you think to yourself, man, here it is, I'm doing all I can for God. Or I'm living my life the best that I can for God, but yet this person over here doing this, and they look like they're succeeding. Anyone there? I'm there sometimes. But God is, what Paul is saying is that, look, we need not to just look at our circumstances and think, okay, well, I'm going to be thankful for when things are going good. He says this, be thankful in everything. Be thankful when things are good. Be thankful when things are bad. Be thankful when things are all right. You know, we are a want, wanty people. That's not a word, but we want things. All right? We're not needy because, to be honest, we have everything we probably need in there. But we want things. We want a lot of things. I'm sure Christmas is coming up and you're thinking to yourself, I have my list of wants. I want my parents to get me this. But right now, maybe, maybe, listen, maybe now my parents tell me, you know what, I can't get you the Christmas gift I was going to get you because, you know what, we got to fix the roof. You know, we got to do this repair because, you know, the storm came. And some of us are probably to ourselves thinking to us, man, why did God have this storm come here? This messed up everything. Right? But you know what? We got to be thankful. Give thanks in everything. Because you know what? We're all here today. We're all here. And I know that, you know, we hear it and people are saying, all right, you know, you talk to people and people say, oh, how did the storm treat you? Well, I'm thankful for life. But is that just something we say or do we really mean it? Because I think that after what we've been through, and some people have had it bad, I think that we need to be thankful for what God has done for us. We need to be thankful in everything that he has done. Because it could have been worse. A lot worse. And I challenge you, just like I challenge myself, that I need to be more thankful in everything. And not look at what others have or what others are doing. But thankful because you know what? God paid a price for my life. He bought us with a price. He sent his son to die for us so that we could have a relationship with him. And whatever comes our way, we have a God that's holding everything together. And that's one thing to be thankful for.